Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the inaugural episode of Points of Articulation. Since it will be our first episode, we're going to hit you with a bunch of different topics, and if you have anything, any comments you'd like to add, feel free to give us at the bottom. Uh, we hope that you give us a five-star review and that you subscribe, and you, that way you can get these things, you know, as, as often as we put them out. All right, well, let's get it going. Uh, what do you got today, Ryan? Anything cooking on your end? Oh yeah, I'm Ryan. Oh, and I'm Mick. Sorry about that. Yep, we're not we're not the anonymous podcasters. We have names. Right. Yes, exactly. So as far as what's going on, uh, I have a convention this weekend. My wife is an artist, and we travel the beautiful United States going to various shows, various Comic-Cons, if you will, to uh, sell her wares. And, uh, yeah, so we got this, that one this weekend in wares? Washington. Is that even – is that the way they're referring to uh, it? You know, wares? When you're, in the, when you're in the biz, that's yeah. how we refer to it. It's the lingo. It's the jargon. You wouldn't understand. But I can vouch for uh, your wife. She's got a great – uh, talent. Her artwork is terrific. And great taste. And great taste. Well, I wouldn't say great taste in husbands, but <laughs> great taste in, in, you know, being able to create things out of nothing virtually. But yeah, this weekend we have one in Washington, D.C. So it, uh, you know, we get to go up there and the, the thing that, there and see the beautiful weather in the White House. I was thinking about these cons, like you see these, you know, for those of you that don't know, Ryan and I, you know, kind of, we have our nerd side and we like sci-fi, Star Wars more specifically. We grew up in the 80s, so 80s pop culture is always something we'll talk about. These cons, I mean, they've blown up in the last, what, 10 years? We've been doing years. this for three now at the at the behest of you, by the way. Who had my so suggestion, yes, yes. I was getting a dime when we first When we first started doing it, it was like, you know, there was, you know, you might see 30,000, 40,000, and then we did San Diego Comic-Con a couple of years ago, and there was like, forget it, like 500, 400,000. It was ridiculous, the amount of people. They couldn't even put them all in the building. But it's so, so funny. It's big. It's big. Each time we go, each show, it, it gets bigger and bigger. I guess it's just indicative of the times we live in, because you think about when we were growing up and when, you know, these types of movies and this type of uh, of culture was at the height of its popularity for us as kids, you know, we're both same age range, early forties. Nobody, there were no conventions. There were no gatherings. There were no opportunities. And obviously technology being what it is and social media and the internet. Now you can connect fans from all over the world. Yeah. And these things mainly are for people like a lot of celebrities do them. So yeah, people go there and, and buy artwork and buy, you know, unique things that people are creating. But a lot of people are, what drives the people to attend are the celebrities. Right. Like we did one last year, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was there. Like a bunch of them have Ralph Macchio and <laughs> William Zabka. From, <laughs> Sweeping the leg. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, and, and I mean, even wrestlers, like we'll talk about that a little bit later, but they get wrestlers from Like I've, I've met Ric Flair at one of them, yeah. like Tatanka. <laughs> Just weird, you know, Jerry the King. Cause he, just cause nothing, nothing rolls off the tongue when you're talking about wrestling like Tatanka. Well, That's the first one that comes can, to mind. I can tell you his line was not very long. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, going to say, about four people. But we have one in Houston coming up in a few weeks that uh, Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons, is going to be there <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Yeah, see, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy, Ryan is. So, so it's I'm like one of five people on the planet, yeah. apparently, that have never watched a single episode but that, of Game of that's Thrones. But what, that's what brings the people to these shows, and... Imagine if we were a kid, if like, if we could have gone to one and saw, you know, Mark Hamill. Yeah, I mean, like when we were when we were ten. Like the thing is, they never. I mean, at that point, 
they were in the what's crazy about it is you would never think of Mark Hamill ever going to something like that when he was at the height of his popularity as an actor. Nowadays, you've got people that are still very much at the height of their popularity in their career, and they go to these things. We saw Jason Momoa a couple weeks ago, right, right, right after Aquaman came out. So obviously, the the entertainment industry is sitting up and taking notice because when these cons first started back, maybe I don't know, early two thousands, like two thousand two ish, when they first started doing like Star Wars celebrations and things like that. You would only see actors that you look at that person and say, okay, that they're on the downside of their career or their right. career is over. Now, you got, didn't you say Paul Rudd was at one of Paul them? Paul Rudd was there at Chicago, yeah, C2E2. Uh, like, but you know who else has been in a few lately is uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, um, Robert England. Oh, the original yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robert England, um, Lou Ferrigno. But yeah, those are guys that are, like you said, on the downside. But John Cusack was that one. Right. You know, Paul Rudd. Like Bigger that. names that are still yeah, in, in the Hollywood circle where they're making movies. Yeah. So obviously the, the turnout is so is so big now yeah. Yeah. that these these actors and artists and people that have been in the entertainment business... They see it as an opportunity. I guess it's offering them a payday. I'm sure yeah, that these they're making they're making a pretty penny. <laughs> the companies that put these these conventions on their their budgets have grown to the point where they can now throw larger sums of money. Well, and it also it also differs based on the convention because I mean there's some we did one in uh, Charleston that was in a it was in a Jewish community center, JCC. Yeah, yeah. tiny, but they had right. some. Pretty good voice actors. They had some bigger name ex Disney uh, artists that mm-hmm. were there, but then you get into like we did one at the Alamo Dome, mm-hmm. you know, in San San Antonio. That was, you know, that one had tons of no big basement names. at the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Pee Wee's bike there. Bye <laughs> <laughs> bike. But yeah, I mean, they get bigger and bigger, and uh, each one because they're all done by different companies. Are all not all of them, but there's a bunch of them done by different companies. They all try to one up each other. Like, yeah. oh, you got Jason Momoa. Well, I'm going to get Ben Affleck. Right. Uh, I'm going to get you know, like the next one we're doing in Orlando. Actually, I think Dallas has basically all the surviving members from Back to the Future. Right. So they even had like, uh, let's see, Michael J. Fox, Biff, Biff, uh, Leah Thompson, Doctor Brown, even the You're a Slacker guy's going to be there. Oh, uh, I wish I, I... Who's that actor? That's uh, well, that's something to Google. Surprised he's still alive. I'm about to Google that right now. What's that guy's name? Sorry for that little, sorry for that little hiccup. I don't know what happened there, but we're back. We can, but, we can splice anyway, that together for, yeah, for the yeah. editing room. <laughs> we'll see how good you are at the splice. <laughs> but yeah, so other than that, we got uh, the one in D.C. The next week. Uh, maybe we'll do another one this weekend while I'm there and kind of give you an update on how that thing's going, but... Then we got Dallas, then Houston, and then Orlando right after, four weeks in a row. So it's going to be the bane of my existence for the next little while. A little while. Yeah. Well, But it's fun. I complain, but it's fun. It gives you something to do. keeps you from getting shut out of your favorite restaurant type places. <laughs> exactly. So, well, kind of along the same lines, there's we're getting close to the summer movie uh, flood yes. of, of releases and I guess what's the the nearest one is the Avengers movie coming out. Well, I think Dumbo just came out. But yeah, we can we can move right into it. I don't know if I, I, think that's I, don't know if I put Dumbo on the top of that list, but Avengers is this weekend actually comes out Friday. I have a yeah. friend at work that is, that reviews movies and um he said it was really good, but I have not seen an Avengers movie since Ultron. So So he he Age saw it obviously because he, he reviews them. He reviewed it. Yeah, he does spoiler free reviews. Spoiler free reviews. Filmgrouch.com. Shout out to you, Brent. Rick that's Whip. his. That's his website. That's yep. his company. Yep. Yeah. So, 
Yep. So we, uh, I've done a few reviews with him. Been good. So now how does that just not to get off topic with the movie? Oh, yeah, of course. Releases. How do we? How, like, how do you do? Like, does he do that for as like a side business, or he just does uh, it for fun? I or? think he does it as a side business. I don't know if he's making any extra shekels or not, but. Huh. That's yeah, I don't know how he gets in with that sort of thing, but he gets emails. Hey, we, we got you know one person on Wednesday at point eight o'clock, or you know you get two for this movie, and we always go on a Wednesday. If he has extras, they're always on a Wednesday for a Friday release movie. So you have does he go through the theater or the yeah. motion picture? I don't. Uh, I think I think it's through the association because he said when uh, Star Wars came out because he reviewed that. The last one, which was first. the worst ever. <laughs> uh, he went to that and he said that they. We're very strict about you. If you only bring one person, oh, just okay. him, and it was from Disney. Gotcha. So he said the Disney ones are really strict, but they take your phone, you walk in. He said you're allowed a pen and a pencil and, and, and a piece of paper short just to write your notes. So huh. said, you can't even get a light to write your notes on. Wow. So he said they're very strict about it. And they said we're going to look at your we're going to look at your reviews, and if we see any spoilers, like you're never going to review one of our movies again. Well, that's what they're, that's <laughs> the way they've, <laughs> you just made a list. You, they're trying to do that now, even more so on this last one, speaking of Star Wars, because they've, they've, their post, their post-production on, I think they've actually wrapped, they might have wrapped post-production, I don't know. I wish, I wish uh, they would have had spoiler full, filled <laughs> one, the last one, save my yeah, money. Yeah, save me the 12 bucks, because, yeah, yeah we're not. We weren't big fans yeah. of the and last it's Jedi. Our, I mean, we are easily the, some of the biggest fans of the history of Star Wars land. Yeah. And to say that we weren't fans of one is a is a pretty big pretty big deal. But yeah, I think they jumped the shark. And then we saw the trailer. So let's go into that one. Yeah, I mean the trailer, the trailer comes out and it starts out with Ray jumping Ray, over. She's uh, always out of breath. I don't understand. <laughs> this girl is breathing heavy, like the last Jedi trailer. It was the same thing. She's like <gasps> hyperventilating at the beginning. She's on a rock. Oh, the desert's hot, you know. She wasn't on a desert. She was on uh, Octu with Luke, <laughs> and she's breathing heavy now. She's breathing heavy now. She's back in the desert, so it opens with her staring down a what I can only assume is Kylo Ren flying straight at her in a in his own. I don't ship. even know who it was, but when she jumped over it, I said, "Why didn't they just have her dressed like Fonzie jumping the shark?" Yeah, I mean, come on, been a Jedi for six weeks. I I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but while we're on the topic, I, the the big objection or the big problem that that we have with the or had with the last movie, and I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> it, it's that you had basically a one day time gap from the end of Force Awakens to the beginning of the Last Jedi, and by the time the Last Jedi begins and ends, she's already moving huge rocks and she's fighting elite uh, guards of Snoke, who is the, he's the main baddie in the movie, and it just doesn't seem, I don't know, they've kind of, they've taken the luster and the mystery away somewhat of what it means to be a Jedi and train to be a Jedi, and I'm not saying that it has to remain just the Skywalker thing, I think that's where a lot of the people who like The Last Jedi get pissed off at people like us, is like, well, you just want you just want it to remain a, a family, a familial thing with yeah, the Skywalkers, and I'm not about that. I just want to, I just come from this, from a place of, you have to at least work a little bit to cultivate whatever skill. Yes, or, especially that skill. Yeah. You don't just wake up and go, hey, 
hey, Mick, you're a Jedi. And then, oh, yes, I am. Right. Here I go. Cartwheels flip. <laughs> and now I can force FaceTime call somebody. Well, because it always, it always felt to me like when you watch the original Star Wars movies and watch Luke as he was going through his training, which, again, did, didn't take years, obviously. He started late. Right. But it was a little more drawn out over two movies. But it always felt like like he would try to do something as simple as grab a lightsaber, and he you, it was like a struggle for him right. to call it to his hand. Whereas Ray in these movies, she's already moving boulders around right. to assume that she's stronger than Luke was in the Force at this point in right. her life without knowing anything. That's crazy. I mean, there's just a crazy. certain there's a certain symmetry or a certain uh, set of constants that people have come to know with Star Wars, and we're not asking them to. Never. I'm asking too much. They're not. I'm not saying you have to. Cha- you have to. You know, keep the story exactly the same, and all the beats have to be there. But there are certain underlying constants that, if you can just try to stay somewhat true to them, I think the the hardcore fans or the traditional fans are happy, and you still can work in all these new ideas and new threads and how anybody can be a Jedi. I'm fine with that. I'm not about shutting it off. It's just it seems like it's so easy that it, it it makes everything else that came before it lose its luster. Yeah, no, completely agree. Put it this way. I fell asleep in episode eight. Yeah, I was... I, <laughs> and I was, I was so excited walking into that thing. I mean, I liked seven. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is great. But I was like, all right, it's not bad. Let's it see rejuvenated, yeah, it rejuvenated. The and I fell asleep. I was just like, I... I so... Maybe nine, I'll catch it on TNT. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when they play them all in order. Yeah, know. no, I don't know. I'm I mean, sure I'll go see it. Sure, I will, but I'm not as hyped after the first trailer as I was when episode one's trailer came out. There's, I may or may not have ejaculated. We saw whatever that together. If, if for you know, those of you that three people listening, we watched that movie together when we were in college, and it was like 18 or 19 of us as a group, it was yeah, a yeah, group it was of friends. Team. It was our whole we played college ball, and it was the whole team. and it it was exciting because we hadn't seen Star Wars on a big screen in a long time. Yeah. So this one, the trailer gets you excited, but I feel like they're just gonna pull a bait and switch on you. You hear the Emperor laugh at the end. It's like you yeah. know, you know he's you know not he's alive. Gone, right. It's gonna either be a flashback or a hologram or something. Right. But it'll still be nice to see him. And I think with JJ doing this movie, at least he'll have enough uh, awareness of the, you know, the fans that are in our generation. I think I he's gonna. So give us some throwbacks but anyway you got that that's not coming out till christmas but you got avengers endgame who where I, and i've seen only a few of the avengers movies so i can't i'm not nearly as uh well versed in that right well, but i saw infinity wars and i liked it yeah see i didn't i didn't see the whole thing of infinity wars i saw basically the war part at the end where he snapped yeah. his fingers yeah and everybody and, uh, just started disintegrating yeah, half the population so, of the but my daughter Earth. reese is a, was a huge fan of marvel growing up and so she's she's always she's into them still she she's not as big a fan but she goes to all the movies and she liked it she was very upset when everybody died because she likes Bucky Bucky the was Soldier. the oh yeah yeah she likes him and when he when he bit the dust it was that, a, was, a ton, that was a bitter yeah, pill yeah bitter yeah. pill swallow it was a tough one for her she but you gotta didn't take that well you gotta, she knows they're all coming back like they're coming they back they gotta come back, back. of course of so, course they're not putting everybody on the poster because right. they don't want you to know right. or think that they're all coming back but I've got to believe to that. Superman to fly backwards. You know, <laughs> well, it's so. kind of like where Doctor Strange probably comes in. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't he? Did you see? He you gave, saw Infinity War. I saw part of it. I know he gave up his crystal. Well, yeah, and he would, and he is. He saw like 
one part of the movie where he told he told Iron Man he, he witnessed like I think it was four million possible outcomes into the future. He looked at into the future and saw them. And Robert Downey says, "How many times or how many outcomes are the, do we win, <laughs> or does Thanos lose?" Yeah, he said one. Yeah. So I have to believe that I think most people online and chat rooms or whatever they talk about him giving up the stone was on purpose because yeah. he knew that the only way to ultimately win would be to let Thanos have that stone and be able to ultimately wipe out half the population, at least maybe temporarily. Right. So that'll be interesting to see, even though I haven't seen a lot of the standalone films. I like to obviously see how it concludes. So. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it. Yeah. See. Yeah. It's supposed to be definitely the last one because I know a bunch of them have not reprised the roles after this. I know uh, Captain America, yep. he's not doing it anymore. I think... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. also said the same thing about Iron Man. Yeah, I think he's, for, done he's done with those because I was like, how many more can you? Yeah, right. he's been, his movie kicked it all off back yeah. in 2001. Yeah. yeah. So, and kind of along those lines, there was a um, there's a, a trailer that I caught, and I can't remember, I was watching TV and I saw it. It's Oh, I might have been watching Wrestling with my son. They're making a wrestling movie about it, but it's fictional. It's not based on any real person. About the Hulkster. <laughs> it's not about the Hulkster. But it's, it's about a kid who basically, from a young age, wants to get into the wrestling business and what that looks like. And I think so there's cameos. The in it? Yes, yes, I saw the trailer. He might have even produced the movie. Yeah. Um, He's in every other movie. Yeah, every every, he every somehow movie. gets he's a cameo in every movie <laughs> known to mankind. But uh, it looks pretty interesting, and it's a low budget. I don't think it's a real big budget movie. Um, but it just got me thinking, how is that going to be received? Because I, wrestling's got a place in everyday or, you know, weekly entertainment. It's on TV every Monday and Tuesday, but it's, it's just not what it used to be. And I, you know, I don't know, maybe this is again along the same lines of Star Wars, but I feel like the entertainment value in pro wrestling today doesn't carry the same excitement level or or luster. Now, maybe I'm looking at it in a skewed way because I'm older, but I, my son's 11 almost, and he, he watches it, but he can't watch it from start to finish like we could when we'd watch a weekly show or Saturday morning wrestling. When we were kids, we'd watch like four times a week. It yeah. Was on. It was like the yeah. thing. You, right. I just think it's different because now they know, I mean, they even changed the name. It's War Wrestling Entertainment. They know it's entertainment. They know it's right. not. When I was a kid, I, 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 I would have fought you if you told me it was fake. Like I knew it was real. Right. And I'm like, oh no, he can just take a good couple of good punches. Like that. Right. Anybody can take Jimmy Snuka, you know, <laughs> off the top rope. Right. Like the splash. I knew it was real. And I think now that they know it's fake, maybe that kills some of the luster. And then the storylines. I mean, I mm-hmm. haven't watched it like really watched it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like back when we did, it was like ten different storylines. They yep. were all pretty good. I mean, not all of them were great, but they were all pretty good. And and how oh this. You know, Hulk Hogan was a champion forever, right. but you always thought, no matter who he fought, oh, maybe this guy can actually beat him, right. even though they never did. Right. Well, maybe King Kong Bundy's really going to beat him this time. Right. You know, or maybe Big John Stud. Or well, and I think Mr. also... Perfect, and they never did, the, but we really believed it. Yeah, you believed it, but the, and I think also the heels did such a really good job of making you hate them, that you yes. were... You didn't care <clears throat> whether you came from the side of it of... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, apparently my throat my yeah, <laughs> too many cigarettes. <laughs> Apparently, like if you, even if you didn't care about whether Hogan could potentially lose, you you were you were in the other camp, which is I hate that guy so much, I want to see Hogan beat him, 
Right. Because I can't stand Honky Tonk Man or I can't stand King Kong Bundy or whoever it is that they had him feuding with. And it was just, there was such a, the process was so good and the commentary was so funny and entertaining at the same time. Right, right. If you, like, I'm watching it with my son last week and he's not, like, we went to a few live WWE events in the, in the previous, in the last, maybe the last two, three years. He, <laughs> I did invite you. We couldn't go. <laughs> he enjoyed it, but now I notice as he, in the last 12 months, he won't tell me, hey, Dad is wrestling on tonight, or can we turn it on, or did you record it? Like, he doesn't even stick with it as much right. because it's so predictable. Well, I don't think the storylines grab you anymore. They don't. Like they they don't. I mean, maybe, you know, obviously a much simpler time, there was no internet. Yeah, right. You know, like, we had to wait a week to see or whatever till the next show to see what was going to happen. Right. You know, how many times is it, oh, we ran out of time, we'll yep. finish next week. And yep. we were like, oh, no, we got to wait. Exactly. Because now they just go on YouTube and watch and videos watch of people playing Fortnite or something. I think, so. I think the instant gratification that, uh, that today's world brings, it, 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 a certain amount of the excitement level is lost. And, but now it's just, there's no, the improvisational element of wrestling is kind of gone. Because now they've got writers, and that's everything they say is scripted. Right. So that that hurts it, I think, a little bit. You used to have things that were said off the cuff that were funny, hysterically funny. Some stuff that you probably couldn't even get away with saying today. <laughs> but they which were, we have, yeah. which you can go on we YouTube listen and listen to. We listen to them before. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You just see the body <laughs> just going way off, way off, to, <laughs> off in left field. But it made it, it made it edgy. And I don't feel you get that with uh, – I think that's why UFC kicks wrestling's ass nowadays. Yeah, and UFC I've been watching pretty heavily. I like – I mean, it was – you know, ever since like Conor McGregor, like Chael Sonnen started it, which is kind of the trash talking. Before it was just guys fighting and just beating the crap out of each other. But now you get a little bit of the – a little bit of the uh, show stuff where they're really like you know people who don't like that sort of thing really want to see mcgregor lose mm -hmm. because of all the crap he talks and it's just nonsense and he's so good at it that's what makes it so right. funny and he's got right. the funny accent because he's irish so he's still so, fighting yeah. actually i don't keep i'm not well, in, he, in the loop of that he hasn't much. fought in a little while the last fight he <clears throat> was in he talked so much trash but he got his butt kicked big time yeah so he hasn't won but a fight still, since he came back from has, since the mcgregor fight he hasn't won a fight Mayweather since fight? before the mayweather fight Okay. He beat uh, Diaz before the Mayweather fight. Fought Mayweather, was gone for all the time. Came back and, and he, fought, got, he fought got Khabib, beat. and Khabib just destroyed him. Really? So are people saying that that might kind of no? It's just they're different. Career, Khabib's or? a different kind of fighter. He's a he's a more of a wrestler, so he just gets a hold of you. Even though he beat him up, punching wise for the most mm -hmm. part. But people still think. I mean, Gregor's like twenty. 28 years old, something like that. So he's still is like he a, that young? I thought he was he over might 30. Be like, no, he's not 30 yet. He might be like 29. Oh, so he's still got some years. He's still kind of in his prime, but he uh, he's just fun. He draws out, you know, he draws eyes to the sport when he's right. talking all that trash, and um, and that's that's what they need, especially now. But they're on ESPN, so they're doing well. Oh, they're on ESPN, yeah, yeah, but not do. not major card guys. You, you yeah, like, they have yeah. They have, now they have their own ESPN Plus, which is their new app. But they have ESPN fights where they're on ESPN one or two. They don't, they're not moved to the Ocho quite yet. I think that the Ocho. Well, but they, but be Brock Lesnar might be coming back. Brock might That's be coming the back. Yeah. He's supposed to fight the heavyweight champ Cormier. So has he ever fought him before? No, no. Well, and they're be both like Division One wrestling champions. So that might be, and Brock's like the size of a. You know, yeah, I never knew that about Lesnar. He actually was a legit NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was two-time heavyweight. 
Yeah, like he knows how to wrestle, yeah. like really yeah, wrestle. Yeah, yeah, no, he knows and grapple like, and put Greco-Roman a move. Greco Roman and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. Uh, I don't. I don't know him. Like, I never. I never really heard too much about. Is he really? What you see is what you get with him, or is he still putting on a little bit of a personality or a persona? No, he has zero personality. Zero personality. He's like right? he's like a magoo. <laughs> he's literally just out there, like he doesn't talk trash. Yeah. He just says, "Hey, I'm gonna kick your ass, and right. that's how it's gonna be. Right. And if you don't like it, you can deal with." Because he's like six, eight, you know, two ninety. What are you gonna do? Beat him up? Right. Got exactly. a big dagger tattoo across his chest. Yeah, it's not much. He's digging into my chest. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, he's guns digging. Guns digging into my hip. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. But I, I think the reason why now ESPN shows is because boxing sucks. Well, so, yeah, the ESPN bought bought uh they bought the rights because it was not Fox. Fox mm-hmm. had been doing it, and ESPN mm-hmm. bought it. So now they're yeah they're trying to, which is big for big for the UFC. Because they'll get more eyes on it. Because not yeah. everybody watches Fox, but almost everybody watches ESPN. I remember the days when UFC, like in the, in the mid two thousands, when Spike was showing it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they started. That's how everything the, got started. The Ultimate Fighter show. And yeah. Joe Rogan was still doing a lot of the ringside stuff. Yep, he still does. He, oh, he, only, still he only does the pay per views now, and he only does the pay per views in the states. He won't travel. Ah, okay. He's too good now. He's too good now. I remember going to UFC at. Uh, Hard Rock Ray. down in in. Uh, Ray and I went to one. Yeah, we I met. Yeah, we, we got a picture with uh with uh what's his name? You know, with the the whatever. Dana White. Dana White. The one I went to, Hogan was there. Oh it was yeah. When he was doing Hogan Knows Best, and uh-huh. him and Brooke and the son. I forget the son's name. He's a Nick. Nick. They were all there. He, he killed somebody. <laughs> didn't he? That was a uh, <laughs> Rick killed a guy. Vehicular, Rick, <laughs> Rick killed a guy with a trident. It was a vehicular homicide. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they were all there that night, and then everybody started the Hogan chant, of yeah. course. So like, the guys were fighting in the ring, and everybody's chanting Hogan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it. come along. Of course. We all did. It's come a long way, though, from what it started out. No, it definitely has. It definitely has. Yeah, for sure. The uh, Well, what else we got on the agenda? We talked about summer movies. No, I think that's, wrestling. Uh, I think that's, that's all we got. You doing any traveling for the summer? You going anywhere other than your cons? No. No, of course not. <laughs> just, just cons? Non-stop cons. We're trying to take a cruise for what it's worth. We're looking at the Disney cruise, and for, and I talked to a few other uh, people who have gone on it, friends of mine that have gone on it. I've had some friends, yeah. They said that if you do a cruise, whether you have kids or not, mm-hmm. that, I mean, unless you're a gambler, right. they don't have casinos on a the boat, they said spend whatever comes out to is a little extra per person. Do the Disney cruise for sure, yeah. because it's they don't shove Disney down your throat. So even if you're not a Disney fan, you're not going to feel inundated with Disney themed stuff. But it's just the the concierge level or the the, the level of care. <laughs> right? They they go that extra mile, and uh, it's just they said it's a great experience. And they got the private island down there in the Bahamas. So that's what we're maybe trying to do over the summer. I might buy a private island. Yeah, I wish I could buy a private <laughs> island. But that's. Uh, that's the one thing we're trying to plan for uh, the summer months. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, I got nothing planned for the summer except just conventions. That's all we do. It's my life. So now, you after the D.C. convention, <laughs> what's the next one? Uh, Dallas, which is the next weekend, which is Fan Expo Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Comic Palooza in Houston the week after that. And then there's MegaCon Orlando the week after that. That's the one that I'd like to go to yeah. just to. Then there's a week off, and then we go to Denver. When is MegaCon Orlando? May 16th, that weekend. It's like Thursday through Sunday. And when does 
not to go back to Star Wars, but when does that Galaxy's Edge Star Wars land open at Disney World? A couple weeks after. Yeah, so that's going to... I I saw online that they're trying to offer like a pre and early entrance. Like a, You're going to get a four-hour, like annual pass holders, you're going to get like some kind of four-hour entrance into the park, but that's it. Oh, really? They did the same thing with Toy Story Land, but they said even if you get admission into that, the lines are like so ridiculous oh, that gonna it's be... going to take you four hours just to do one thing. I think what I will do eventually is we'll go there just to walk around, not even to go yeah, on the exactly. Just to walk around, like we did in Avatar World for right. a while. Just we did that. We walked through it. We didn't even go on through. that, right? It looks right. nice. I just want to see the Falcon. I saw it from afar yeah. when you go through Toy Story Land now. They used, the wall wasn't that high for a little while, so you could see they had the Republic gunship and stuff. So I want to see what it looks like. I'm sure but it's I don't think we'll get on any rides until 2027. Like when we went through, we took the kids through Toy Story Land. And we were fully expecting to not go on anything, but uh, I don't know how it's. It just happened to be that the the, the ride, the Slinky, Slinky Dog, Dog ride, yeah. the roller coaster they have there, it wasn't that long of a wait. It was like a 50 minute wait, which not is not bad if you're doing a standby line yeah. at a theme park. So we That's did fair. it, and we actually got on just about 48, 49 minutes. We were getting to the loading bay, so we were fortunate enough to actually ride it, but. That's what I think you have to do in some of those situations when when they open something new there. You just gotta, like you said, walk through, take a look at it from afar. But you're not you're not getting into all the attractions right away because the the, the people are going there specifically to do that. Right, right. And it's just a even to this day, Avatar once right after the park opens, it's 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 like a ninety minute wait. That I wonder like how long two, two years old. Already? I wonder how long it takes. Like if they really do, if because you know, Disney tracks every metric known to mankind. I wonder if they ever look at how long it takes for a new attraction or a new land to actually die down to a normal, will be considered a normal capacity, to where they don't have to cap how many fast passes they'll distribute for that Did attraction. You no, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, Siri. <laughs> you know, where they'll have an, an under, you know, a, a knowledge of, okay, this is where things start to calm down a little bit. I'm sure they do, but it hasn't really calmed down with Avatar. Like no. I said, that whole land, even just walking around there, it's still really big. That's and a that's not even a land. Like, I've, it's just that little... It's a little nook. A little, yeah. It's like a little nook small... Or a planning, depending on your insight. <laughs> what side you favor. But it's not... Uh, it's not a full-blown land, and then no. there's so much more room there that they could do a million different things, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> another day. So, anyway, I remember who I Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we, what's coming up sports? What do we got sports-wise? Anything sports-wise to talk about? NBA, they say the draft, football drafts coming up. NFL drafts. Yeah. My Giants are terrible. And My Celtics are not in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> So they swept, right? They they got past the Pacers. They did swept the Pacers. And now yeah. who do they face in the second round? Uh, we got Milwaukee. That's the, the one seed. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't well, know. I don't know. They're playing thing. well. They're playing well. I don't. It's gonna be a tall tall order to take down Giannis, but I don't know. If they play them. They play well. They can. They can beat anybody. I'm not saying they're gonna, but I can't can. watch. I I don't know. I'm not. I, I used to watch a lot of NBA growing up. Well, I wouldn't watch either. That's true. They've got like 20 wins combined. But I think even if the Knicks were good, like even when the Heat were good down here in in South Florida, like I would watch games, you know, I guess when it got to the point of being the finals, I would watch. But I don't know. You watch a regular season NBA game? 
maybe I just need to watch more to appreciate it. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I was talking today. They play 82 games. I think I saw 80 of the Celtics games. <laughs> Did you really? You watched eight, all their games? Meg and I would sit down. We'd wow. plan our night around the majority of them. Really? Yeah, just sit down and watch. And did, did you find the the pace of the game and, and watching it's NBA fun, games I mean, to be because like, we that had, enjoyable? We know all the players. Which she knows all the players. So it was like, oh, yeah, nice game by him. Oh, yeah, nice game by him. So it was like, oh, they're so going to come yeah, back and win. She was one. invested in it with you. Right, right. See, I don't know. My wife's not a huge basketball fan at all. Zero interest in basketball. She'll watch soccer or, you know, football because we've got it on and we're forcing her to. Exactly. But, yeah, I guess if I had someone else to to watch it with, I might enjoy it. My son plays basketball, but he won't really watch it for any length of time. So, like baseball to me, and we played baseball for virtually our entire lives, is unwatchable for me. Oh, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I haven't watched a game since 1990. They, they, <laughs> and that was before replay and limiting the mound visits and all the things that they've now tried to do to control the speed of it, speed up the game, which it really hasn't. I don't think they've been able to measurably have. The, I haven't looked to see if they've done any kind of a of, of a statistical report of how much faster these games are getting played, if any, because it's to me. The mound visits and the time it takes in between pitches is not what slows the game down. It's watch them coming off the field after three outs. Yeah. They're fucking, sorry, walking. walking. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not, they're just, the the pace in between innings and commercial timeouts, TV timeouts, that's what slows down an NFL game. You got TV timeouts after the kickoff, TV timeouts after a punt, fumble, change of possession, TV timeout for a commercial. So how do you expect to get through a game in under four hours when you've got four and five commercial breaks every 20 minutes. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's unwatchable. So, yeah, for that, for, for that, for me, hockey, hockey even, playoffs are fun. Playoffs are fun, but they've eliminated so much fighting that, you know, that's that's one element that they've taken out of it to a, to a degree. They've eliminated the uh, uh, the two-line pass, I think, or they took away no, another. they took away, they, they canceled they took the two-line two, offside. Yeah, two-line offside, right. They can do that, which Adds more goals. Adds more goals, and they've taken away some of the fighting, so it's a, it's a higher-scoring game. But, you know, every sport they try to now tweak. Yeah, the uh, the playoffs are fun for hockey. That's yeah. But that's all I really watch with that. And that's where you get into the debate of, well, you know, is the game or the sport evolving just because every sport evolves decade by decade, or has technology permeated sports, professional sports, so much that it, the oversaturation has created almost a micromanaging effect and limited the enjoyment of watching it. Well, some of it, I think you have too many teams. Yeah. Too many teams watered down. You know, the 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 last couple guys on the bench for some of these teams wouldn't even be playing if you had less teams. Well, that's true, too. I never really thought of the like expansion element. Yeah, I think that's watered down to some. I mean, I know it has with, with baseball. For, for sure. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure with that. But, you know, you look at some of these guys, like, in, in baseball now with these shifts that they're doing. Uh, it's ridiculous. All these new, you know, everything's about spin rate. Nobody cares. That spin you rate, throw, launch angle. You can paint the corners. Right. For 100 years, it was all about swing this way. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, one guy who's never played was like, hey, you're statistically a better chance <laughs> to hit the home run and win in a game if you do this. Well, and, and that's what you and I talked about this before, is that now teams are – 
hitters are not trying to beat the shift by going the other way. They'd rather hit through it because apparently they've run the numbers backwards and forwards. And if you've got a Bryce Harper at the plate, his team, which is now the Phillies, they would rather see him try to hit through a shift because he's trying to hit the ball over the fence, even if it's at the expense of striking out 250 times a season or hitting 220. They feel like they've got a chance to win more games if he can put 40-plus balls over the fence versus however many outs he makes against the shift where he otherwise could have tried to dink one in the other way. Right. Whereas if in the in the days of Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs and Don Mattingly, you never would have been able to shift those guys. They would have killed you uh-huh. the other way. Right. But teams apparently don't play to try to win that way anymore because what they look at is if Harper hits a ball the other way for a single, then it's going to take two, maybe three hits to get him in. Right. Because he's not really a, a quick guy. He's not a base stealer by any stretch. I mean, he steals some. But they're looking at it as if he can't steal second and and score on a single, it's going to take at least two hits to get him in. And we would much rather play the odds of him driving a ball in the gap, immediately getting into scoring position, as opposed to trying to beat the shift. It's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. But no, it's a new school versus old school. and. I guess to each his own, but I think at this point we'll probably leave it there yeah. and uh, leave it's some other fan. other topics for other days. Fantastic inaugural episode. I think uh, it was great. I think it's, I don't know if it's worthy of a daytime Emmy or whatever type of well, online you know, I'll podcast. Take, I'll take a Tony at this, this point. I'll work my way out. What, you Bob Fosse? <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, I think we'll leave it there until next time. And, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Mick, and uh, for the three of you that are out there listening, we'll see you in two and two. Thanks, Chuck.